Right now, I'm at Cafe 8, the iconic coffee shop that overlooks the Victoria Harbour, a popular place for people to host events, meetings, and just simply waiting for the ferry, and also part of the long-standing Nesbitt Centre, which is a wonderful charity that offers vocational training to many young adults with special educational needs. And they are celebrating their 30th anniversary. And to mark this special occasion, I'm really delighted to be chatting with Surinder Punja, the Executive Director of the Nesbitt Centre, along with their new board chairman, Andrew Sheard, along with Marco, one of their staff member. So perhaps I'll start off with you first, Andrew. So tell us a little bit more about the Nesbitt Centre. How did it all begin? Oh, well, it, it all began uh, about th uh, 30 years ago when uh, David and Wendy Nesbitt, they have three children. Their daughter, Laurie, was uh, attending Jockey Club Sarah Rose School. And as she approached the leaving age, they looked around for what she could do when she left the school. And they discovered that there really weren't any options at that time. So uh, they wrote to the then governor, who was uh, Chris Patton, and uh, he, he replied uh, suggesting, would they like to set something up with the assistance of the social and welfare department? And uh, that's what happened. And uh, time rolls on, and here we are 30 years later. And continuing to doing the great work and serving so many different uh, young adults. Now, what sorts of work do you do there? How does it work? Um, do the young adults, do the parents approach you? H how does it all work? Sarinda? Yeah, well, what happens is that our main, as Andrew was mentioning, the Jockey Club Sarah Rose School, our main feeder schools, one of the main feeder schools is the Jockey Club Sarah Rose School, along with the learning support centres of the ESF, like South Island, West Island and KG5. So predominantly, the Nesbitt Centre, caters for post-18 students when they've left school. So when they come to the Nesbitt Centre, they do a variety of things. We have a, a huge a program called the Preparation of Life program. It's called the Preparation for Life, and it consists of a, a number of hexagons uh, that consist of vocational education, recreation and leisure, life skills. One of the most important ones is vocational education. And right in the middle of that hexagon is planning for the future. What are these young adults going to be doing in the future? What pathways are there? And so about 10 years ago, we set up the social enterprises. Our first social enterprise was at St. John's Cathedral. And happy to say that on the 1st of November this year, we celebrated our 10th anniversary at the cathedral. And just last Friday, we celebrated the 10th anniversary of Cafe 8. So we're running, so it's our 10th year. We also that's have remarkable, to, yeah, so we, many celebrations, that's right. so many it, milestones. Exactly. Yeah. So we also have two other social enterprises. We have a, a, a coffee shop at St. Andrew's Church, and we also have our own bakery. Just to uh, uh, remind listeners is that the Nesbitt Centre is a multi-denominational organisation. We're not affiliated to any particular church, but it's a marvellous opportunity for us to do outreach work with the Anglican Church here in Hong Kong, who have been very, very supportive. And, and, and de facto have enabled us to create these very meaningful work opportunities. One of the things that we are often asked, uh, why F&B? Uh, why not any other kind of work area. So our, our kind of very honest answer to that is, is that people begin their journey in the world of work here. They don't end it here. So this is a great place where to nurture people's confidence, to nurture basic skills that can be built upon. 
And just to add that next year, we're going to open two new social enterprises, one at the SPCA in Qingyi and one at the newly built Union Church. So that'll be something to look forward to next year. Maybe another interview next year. Uh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So what sorts of skills does the F&B industry foster? I think what it does, it first reinforces some of the skills that these young people already have. Very good at soft skills, very good at meeting people, greeting people, very good at customer interaction. And it's always good to start off with what people can do rather than saying, oh, you know, you need to go through this training, you need to go through this. Don't forget, these guys have had, you know, umpteen years at school where they've been saying, learn this, learn that. So we believe that, you know, heuristics plays a huge role in people getting to know their roles. So they learn how to obviously interact with customers. Some of them become natural marketeers. Uh, we recently had a wonderful um, uh, post on Facebook posted by a parent who was super impressed by one of our guys as she walked in with her two kids to an event, Café Scientifique, which is packed. Straight away, one of our guys, actually it was Jeffrey, he, he got a baby chair for the kids, a pencil and paper for the kids to draw, and she was just... That you know, service right there. And she was just amazed. Remarkable. And, you know, later on we're going to hear from Marco, and he'll be able to tell you much more about these things that they do. I have to confess, you know, I'd be lying to you if I said that we've actually trained guys. They, they, it's out of their own... In a, in a, they're very innovative. They use their own initiative to do these things. And that's great. Because when they do that, you realize that they're going to keep on doing that throughout their journey. Absolutely. Yeah. And what about your thoughts then, Andrew? I mean, what sorts of skills have you seen these young adults develop throughout their career um, through the Nesbitt Center? Uh, I think uh, the, the, the learners who, who work uh, here, they, they develop uh, t team skills, they develop interpersonal skills, um, they, they, and they develop that sense of responsibility that comes with being part of a work unit. And uh, one of the best things I think uh, we can do for uh, people with special needs is give them uh, real work, uh, real paid work in a, in, a, in a real business that has to, has to make money has to serve its customers just like any other business does and and that's what we do and we expect the same standards from our staff as we would in in any other business and i think uh, that that challenge uh which has already said you know that the staff succeed at is one of the best things you can do to nurture and develop individuals. Absolutely, and I'm really delighted. Sitting very patiently with us is Marco, one of the staff member here at Cafe with yeah. the Nesbitt Center. Marco, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Um, you know, your your own journey with the Nesbitt Center. Yes, um, thank you so much for having me here to do the interview. So I'd like to start off by saying, um, well, um, it's uh, been such an incredible journey to get here to this type of working environment because I've had some other work experience before in the past working at other places too. Like I still remember back when I was in school, I got this opportunity to work at the Garden View Lounge restaurant here in Hong Kong, which doesn't exist anymore. So that was when I started off learning the basic skills on how to do um, food and beverage service, you know, just serving food and drinks to the customers, just setting up the tables nicely, 
the right way, you know, as opposed and just always having the confidence to do it, you know, and making good impression on the customers when they show up. And you just want to prove yourself to many other people that, you know, you have the skills that, of what it takes, you know, to be such a good employee or a waiter or any other, you know, job that you're doing for your current position, which I really like the most. Yeah. How do you enjoy your job then? Do you like it a lot? I do. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's what I am. Um, uh, that's what I've thought about, you know, so far. I mean, it's just um, similar to how... What do you like most I, about it? What I like is um, just seeing how um, other people can interact with me, you know, how the job is done easily, even though you have to go through some difficult tasks, which is uh, quite a challenge. But I really like to accept something like this, you know, as I keep moving forward. And because, you know, I've been taught so many things by family and friends of uh, what I can do to achieve to have a much uh, better and bright future ahead. And how do you deal with customers? Because there are all sorts of people who come through the door. Some are, some are in a good mood, some are in a less good mood. I mean, how do you go about gauging their, um, you know, just, yeah, how do you go about serving them? Oh, I just always say, oh, hello, welcome to the cafe. May I help you to get a table? You can sit anywhere you like, you know. I mean, uh, and I just um, always give them the menu. And here at the cafe, I always tell them to go order at the counter, you know. Yeah. And because uh, we don't, um, well, we don't take orders, you know, because the customers they have to go order the food and drinks themselves. So that's why. And we just um, basically you learn how to use the POS machine, you know, to take orders from. The what's customers. the P What's the POS machine, Marco? The POS is a machine that we use, you know, take orders. Yeah, that's oh, what yes. we do. And well, I've learned I mean, something because, new. I mean, like there are some variety of ways that we learn how to, you know, make the customers pay their orders. You know, oh, by using different types of cards like Mastercard, Octopus Card, Express. Uh, Alipay, <laughs> this, those are things, or they can use cash sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And have you made some good friends along your way working here? Absolutely, yeah. I made some very good friends, you know. I mean, most of them I get along very well, or some I couldn't, so I just learned how to deal with this kind of situation. So if I have any problems, you know, getting along with others, I just go talk to the manager or some of the other staff, and they'll help me to, you know, solve my problems. Yeah. Something that I can really appreciate, you know. And just, what do you do after like a bad day or something? Well, have you had any bad days? How, what do you do to relax? I just try to, you know, um, forget about all this, you know. Just, <laughs> just stay positive, you know, yeah. to what I'm doing, and don't think too much about the past because. It'll only get worse by then. <laughs> I think that's really, really wise uh, advice uh, indeed. Now, um, I do have some questions about the 30th anniversary celebration. Maybe I'll ask Andrew all about the 30th anniversary celebration, which is happening on the 7th of December. What's happening then, Andrew? Well, we've got a celebration dinner. Uh, it takes place here at uh, Museum Cafe 8. Uh, there'll be musical entertainment. Um, one of our learners will be sharing uh, his experience of working here. And we have a guest of honor, uh, Miss uh, Lee Pusey Charmaine, who is the head of social welfare departments who are key to supporting the Nesbitt Center. Excellent. And I know Michelle also has a rundown of what's happening there. So let's have a listen to what Michelle has to say. 
On December 7th, we'll be celebrating our 30th anniversary with a special event at the Museum Cafe at Pier 8, one of our very own social enterprises. From 7pm to 10pm, we'll be indulging in a delightful catering spread by Meraki Hospitality Group. This event is more than just a celebration. It's an opportunity for us to reflect on our accomplishments and reaffirm our commitment to making a positive impact on the lives of adults with disabilities. We are thrilled to have Ms. Katia Vishila, the founder of Ballroom Bees, as our event's MC. The Nesby Centre learners have immensely benefited from participating in Ballroom Bees dance and movement programmes. We are also honoured to have Mr. Jimmy Chaw, a visually impaired musician, grace our event with his mesmerising performance. Isn't it wonderful that we're celebrating our 30th anniversary? And it's a great pointer to the next 30 years. If we may be allowed to just share with you what the next three to five years we might be bringing through would be great. What we want to do with all these wonderful experiences that we've had with our social enterprises is that we want to make sure that in the next couple of years we get some of our young adults to be actually running their own business, uh, running their own coffee shop perhaps. You know? The other most uh, important thing is, is that we need to make sure that, that, that young adults when they leave school continue with their education. You know we've been saying earlier on why F&B you know, and that we said that we argued that it was a good place to begin with, but it wasn't the end of the journey. To make sure that it's not the end of the journey, people need to keep up with their education. So what we do in the interim period, most people who work at Cafe 8 in the evenings attend a business English course. Just across the road at Jardine House, we work with a number of corporates that give us space in the evening to do business English. We do a number of very simple things like we look at a simple P&L sheet, we look at how to price a sandwich, we look at how to do marketing, we look at how to take a, a phone booking, we look at how to write a memo and what we need to do, we need to take this to the next level. We need to make sure that these young adults actually get further qualifications so that they can work in other areas and so we're thinking of starting off a blended e-learning project that we want to develop, which is face-to-face -face learning, but also with an e-learning element too. It's very vocational, uh, vocationally kind of led, but that would be something that's very important to do, to make sure that, that, that the learning is not stunted, but, 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 but grows exponentially with people. Because these guys have a lot of learning potential, and it would be a huge shame to, to, to let go of that. So those are some of the things that we're doing. We do have some other ideas too. We would like to, of course, set up a social enterprise in the in the Greater Bay Area, perhaps, you know, uh, and things like that. But also with e-learning, if I may add, the other main uh, uh, idea of the e-learning is to make sure that we that we actually broaden the e-learning um, to the wider community and work with our Cantonese partners too. So we envisage this e-learning e-learning courses to also be in Cantonese too. Yeah, how important is it to also have the Cantonese aspect or work with your Cantonese partners? I think it's hugely important. It's hugely important uh, because there are some eminently great 
local NGOs in Hong Kong, like uh, St. James Settlement, like Hong Chi. And we need to work, not only work with them, but we need to learn from them too and with them. So I think offering this um, e-learning platform will be huge. We hope to uh, convince the Director of Social Welfare Department in the future that, that, that such a program can be subvented so that we can really, you know, make sure that it's done well uh, with all the experts around the world. That's our that's our that's our great ambition, really. Yes. Yeah. And I'm sure many parents will be on board for for this because I think for many parents, their greatest worry is the independence of their children, Absolutely. and to be able to to help their children set up for the future. I'm sure you speak to a lot of parents, and that's some of their worries as well. Absolutely. Yeah. No, absolutely, parents do worry about that. But there's something universal that parents wish for their children. You know, there are two things that I get told. One, they want their child to be happy. Second, they want their child to be doing something practical, something useful. And, 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 you know, work, you know, like for all of us, is part of our identity. It's what makes us get up in the morning. It gives us a purpose. And that is so important. And what inspires me about these young people is when I talk to them, and especially when they get their first paycheck, <laughs> the aspirations that they have of what they want to do with their first paycheck. They, they want to live independently. They want to go and buy a flat. They want to go and, or, 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 or rent a flat, you know? have all these aspirations that, that so work you know it's a huge impetus and a, a great part of our life yeah. and it's sad you know and tragic that uh, young people with disabilities have so much to give really but so little opportunity but so little opportunities exactly yeah. I do feel they, they shine in the F&B area so it's a great great place to begin but that's not where they should end. There's a, there's a you know, whole spectrum. Skills. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, finally, what would you like to say to the Nesbitt Centre? It's the Nesbitt Centre's 30th anniversary. Uh, what do you want to say to them? Marco, maybe you go first? Oh, yes. Um, just be brave and be confident and don't worry about, don't worry too much about the other things, you know. Just keep believing in yourself that you can do all great things, you know, with your potential abilities. And yeah, just stay true to what you do for your own skills. Yeah, that's and such just, a lovely message for the staff and for, you know, everybody who works at the Nesbitt Center. Yeah. And just keep looking bright into the future and um, just uh, get all the help that you need. Yeah. Exactly. And what about for you then, yeah. Surrender? So Hong Kong has a great future. I think, you know, message is keep relevant, keep the mission and vision in place make sure that the people that your mission and vision is intended for become the leaders and become the voice of of articulating that message excellent and how about for you andrew and i will i will just say thank you to uh, all the staff for the nesbit center for all the work you put in over the last 30 years um, it's been a tough last two or three years in particular uh, to the parents of our learners and to all the people who've helped fund our programs. Um, between us, uh, you know, we, we're uh, feeling strong and confident about the future. It's an appropriate time to be celebrating. Excellent. And on this note, thank you so much to Andrew Sheard, the board chair, the new board chair, along with Sarinda Punja, the executive director of the Nesbitt Center, along with Marco. And happy, happy birthday, birthday, Nesbitt Center. Nesbitt Center.